Good Friday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Happy Cinco de Mayo, amigos. Let's celebrate. It's rare we celebrate in the morning on Real Talk with Keith Smith, but on Cinco de Mayo, we do. Salud, pros, nostrovia. Oops. Yeah, Keith already drank this. Oops. I was going to save mine to the cameras came on, but you enjoyed it. Would you? You had rum. I do my rum. Yeah. I had a little Buffalo Trace, courtesy of uh, Woody Fincham. Yeah. Fincham and Associates, one of the fantastic partners of the show. Judah Wickhauer's got a little taste of uh, the Buffalo Trace as well. A bottle that's difficult to find. Good Friday morning. I mean, Good Friday morning. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. Um, it's... Uh... You know, it's kind of like St. Patrick's Day. You know, got to start off with a little bit of a little bit of a taste and celebrate. Hold on a second. I forgot to shut my hearing aids off. I apologize. What is the more, and maybe we weave Judah into the mix here. What are some of your favorite holidays? I mean, obviously we have some of the, oh. and, and I'm not looking for like legacy holidays. I'm not looking necessarily for the traditional holidays. Like the Christmas, we all love Christmas. We all love Thanksgiving. We all love Easter. We all love the 4th of July. I'd say those are your four primary traditional holidays. The fifth one, New Year's Eve, okay? New Year's Eve, Easter, 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas. There's your five primary holidays. Your secondary holidays, which ones are your favorite and why? Judah, I'm going to weave you into that, that question as well. Keith, the star of the show, what's on your mind? Well, that's pretty simple. Any... Any day that ends in the word day and it's above ground at my age is a holiday. Okay, so, so he says them all. Uh, you know, well, any day you wake up is a holiday. Any day I get to wake up and do this is a good day. So okay. any day above the mud is a good day. I'm not a huge fan of Christmas. What? I am not. Please. I'm not. Um, uh, it's a great way to start a show, right? Even I'm though, not a huge fan of Christmas. And, wow. And, okay, and, Grinch. Says the guy okay, who, Grinch. Says the guy who dresses up as Santa yeah, Claus. you're the most generous guy ever. Uh, yeah. When I look in the dictionary of generosity, oh, I see a picture it. of Oh, stop it. Stop it. No, I sincerely mean stop that. Stop it. Stop you it. Stop it. Christmas Hold on a second. Let, let me record this. Yeah. <laughs> you're very generous. Yeah, well. There are a lot of New Yorkers I've noticed. My father-in-law, mother-in-law the same way. My wife, similar mindset. Yeah. Very generous. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. You know, that there's a thing that goes on. Uh, I don't know, and Judah can fill in, fill me in on it. You know, there's a the difference between the West Coast folks and and the East Coast folks on you know howing to be you know kind to one another. You know, out in the West Coast, people are super kind, but they don't really kind of help you out too much. In New York, right? If you break down. And you're, you're kind of, everybody be screaming and yelling at you, holding up traffic, but they change the tire for you, right? It's just a very different kind of kind of mindset. I, you know what? I here's the deal. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Okay, why not Christmas? You never finish your thought. Kevin Yancey says Memorial Day. Grayson says yeah, yeah. St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Hmm. Look, Brian I, says Cinco de Mayo. Oye, chicos. <laughs> Oye, chicos from Brian. So, uh, I, I, it's what it's become. It's a little bit too commercial for me, right? So, the reason I like Thanksgiving over Christmas is it's generally family gets together and you share. This Christmas thing, I mean, what month is it? May? I'll you're saying you. it's too much anticipation. It's no, too much it's pressure. too much commercialism. Well, how's that any different than Valentine's Day? It's yeah. how's that any different than Father's Day? Yeah, or every Mother's Day. day. Mother's day, day is coming up next Sunday. Yeah, I get to celebrate two of them. How's that any year. different? I mean, all holidays in a lot of ways are commercial. I celebrate two Mother's Day this year. I'm going to say this. He isn't going to ask me why. I'm going to ask. Tell me why. 
Why are you celebrating two months? Because we're going to be down. So the, in France, okay. it's a different day than it is in the United States. So we're going to celebrate it here. And then we're going to have a trip, our, our wedding anniversary trip down to St. Martin, which is a French island. So, so we're going to celebrate it twice. Johnny Ornalis says, uh, morning, gentlemen, come on down for Cinco de Mayo. I'll tell you what, that's going to be a busy man today. Go see them. Johnny Ornalis, I have a genuine question for you. Um, in the grand scheme of El Mariachi's business or Guadalajara's business, where does Cinco de Mayo stack up oh, as I one of that. the best days of the year? Is this your best day of the year uh, from a revenue standpoint? And could you offer some perspective, like how many um, Cinco de Mayo's over the last 20 years have been the best? Maybe re- just like a, a little snapshot. You know I love stats like that as a small business guy. J.O., I know you love stats like that as well. well. I remember the day they opened that up because it was like, El Mariachi. Yeah. yeah, I was there. And we both were there. It, we for were. The, for the, before they opened. It was before, We did the soft open. We did the soft open. But the, re, the actual open, if I remember correctly, was a little bit just before Cinco de Mayo. And I, I know that they were worried about the influx of, of people that can handle it, which they handled it perfectly. Oh, perfectly. Beautifully. That place, that place in um, Zion's Crossroads is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Ornalis brothers do, it, do an so amazing So it's funny, job. I was driving in. Obviously, the best place to go ahead and, and, and have a true, authentic Mexican meal is, <coughs> is, is uh, El Mariachi in, in Guadalajara. But other than that, where would, where would you go? Well, I was going to ask you this. J.O., thank you for sharing the show. Michael Plecker, one of the Shenandoah Valley's finest backstops says Boxing Day is a fantastic holiday. <laughs> Boxing Day. Mm. Does Plecker. anybody even know what that is? That's a it's, Canadian holiday. No, it is. What? No, it I is not. I think it's a British. It's a British holiday. Plecker says it's a Canadian holiday. No, well, 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 technically that would be correct because Canada and Britain are are under the monarchy, so technically yeah. that would be that would be correct, just like Australia is, right? Yeah. But uh, what do you know? What it is? The the, the history behind it? I, I would love to know. I honestly I think don't. I think it does. Does it have to do with a boxing rebellion? Nope. It has. Well, it could be. But Keith. it could be. <laughs> I could Keith. be. I could be making this up. Keith, uh, but, this sounds like he went to MSU. This is what my mother-in-law always says when stuff goes <laughs> like this. He goes, "Sounds like he went to MSU." You know what MSU is? I don't know what the college wouldn't know. So, <laughs> no, you're right. It's make, not. I, I just checked it. It's make shit up. Yeah, yeah, MSU. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Well, my mouth's moving, isn't it? What was so. that? What was that? What was that? <laughs> the the boxing rebellion is is Chinese. So I. Well, the Boxer Rebellion right. is it's, definitely Chinese, yeah, without a doubt. You're right. That's not, it's but, not part but, of the British. But, but the British Empire was part of that at, at the time, so that could be directly connected to it. But the, but the urban portion of it is it's when people would put their gifts in boxes and return them. Ah. That's supposedly what that's about. How true it is or not, somebody... What do they say? The, the simplest explanation is often the... <laughs> yeah. That's what they do say. Well, I, that is you know, what they do say. Or to use... I always a, thought it had to do with boxers. Or, or to... Boxes. Putting in box, put it in boxes. Or to use uh, a Keithism, you know, let's not screw up a really good story with the facts. So <laughs> I tell that to Judah all the time. We had that conversation literally facts, yesterday. Facts. Ah, who needs Literally facts? yesterday we had that conversation. So, um, so I'll, throw this, I'll throw this to everybody before we get off the holiday talk because a lot of people are offering their takes on their favorite holiday. St. Patty's Day or Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo. Well, I'm Irish, so, or so, Day. so, so you go. So that's Patty's. a little bit. That's a loaded question for for for, for an for Irish me. Man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm Irish, but today I'm Mexican. 
Okay. Okay. I, I'm curious well, how that works. Well, it's it, on on St. Patty's Day, everybody's Irish. Oh, too, too. right. So on Cinco de Mayo, everybody's okay. Mexican. I could have, you know, one never knows. But. Cinco de Mayo or St. Patty's Day for you, Wickhauer? Uh, Both. Favorite? Well, coming from uh, my memories of Savannah, I, I got to say oh. St. Patty's Day because it was a blast. And I lived right on the parade route. What is the second, you know this, what's the second largest St. Patrick's Day parade in the United States? Where is it? Is it it's, it's Chicago or Savannah? Savannah. I know this. Savannah. <laughs> well, Chicago you know is this. one, right? No, you know, New York City is number one. Savannah is number two. Then Chicago is three? Mm-hmm. Cause could, could be. Chicago's. I think everybody city. gets wrapped up about that green the water. beer thing. But this is yeah. about Mexico today. Let's stay off the Irish. John, Johnny Ornalis <laughs> got some insight for us. Jerry Miller, Keith and Judah. Over the, uh, overall, uh, my best one has been... Um, COVID year, our sales were three times our regular. Um, so this is a big time year. On average, Cinco de Mayo is about 2.5 to three times more in average sales. Wow. Johnny Ornelas. And that COVID, I bet you a lot of it was takeout too. It said that. overall the best one was the COVID year. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I suspect a lot of that was takeout. But another part of it, Cinco de Mayo falling on a Friday. Oh, this is Alex. like, this is a weekend. It's the kinda, best one. This is a weekend yeah. kind of thing. A Monday, eh. Cinco de Mayo midweek, eh. Early week, eh. Friday, let's rock and roll. Yeah, baby. we should have wore taco shirts. Hence why Real Talk with Keith Smith, he's already um, an ounce and a half in with Rob. No, no, I bet it hits no. pretty, hard on, I bet it hits pretty hard on Tuesdays yeah, as well. Why do you say that? Taco Tuesday. Oh, Taco Tuesday. Okay, okay. Well, um, a lot of folks... Talk about have, the stars aligning. Bill McChesney says, beat the crowds to the restaurants. He says, may the 4th be with you. That was yesterday. Oh. And they went to El Puerto last night in the shopping center. That's the Meadowbrook shopping center. Yeah, so, you know, always go the night, the night before. That's what he does. McChesney, yeah. The mayor of McIntyre. There you go. So um, This one from Bobby... Who says, I love the Guadalajara. Oh, you love John, uh, Johnny Ornelas' Guadalajara. He says, I love the Guadalajara. One on Fontaine. Yeah, he goes, I love the Guadalajara on Fontaine. I think that one has the best food. The parking can be a little tough, but it's the best food, and the atmosphere is the best as well. That's exactly the, the atmosphere, and you get to see Johnny. How awesome is yeah. that? Yeah. J.O. You, you saw J.O. I, I went there you one time. Johnny. I went there one time. I had like... 10 minutes before I had to go somewhere else and I ordered some tacos and I'm sitting down there like scarfing them down and there's this guy that I'm like, I think I recognize him and he turns around and he's like, Judah? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, Johnny! And, and, I, bet and we, you any, I bet you didn't get out in 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I didn't. But we had a great talk. There you go. He's a, he's a great go. guy. You want to hear something awesome? Bobby on one of the Facebook pages is giving props to a restaurant on Fontaine while on another of the Facebook pages, the owner of that restaurant is listening and watching and hearing the props from Bobby. It's just amazing. I want you to understand that. That's pretty cool. Uh, Nick Hun Salon is watching the program and giving us some props here. Evidently, the topic today was going to be bully offers, but I, I think, Cinco de Mayo. I think probably- Cinco de Mayo and, and, and tequila is much better of a conversation than bully, bully offers. The Shenandoah Valley's we get into finest that later. backstop. Um, Michael Plecker says the Guadalajara on Pantops rocks because I can walk to it from Fontana. Bill said he had fajitas tex, uh, texanas last night. Uh, he gets three meals out of that. Wow. Nice. Really? From Yeah, three meals out of I that. I got... I got tacos from the uh, Guadalajara you know, on Pantops hey last I'm starving. 
I, I have to say, I didn't have breakfast I'm this morning. I'm starving right this now. This is not fair. Is, I'm, I'm literally starving. <laughs> I didn't have breakfast. I'm starving. All I had was co- coffee and a bit of a taste this morning, and um, I'm a little on the hungry side at the moment. Evidently, yeah. the topic du jour today was going to be bully offers. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think uh, ounce and a half of... Uh, you had rum. I had rum. Yeah, we yeah. don't have any tequila. We, we need to would stock you, tequila in there. Would you have done, if would I'd you known, have, I would have done a shot of tequila. My bottle. What's that? If I'd known, I'd, I'd have brought my bottle of tequila. What yeah. kind of tequila do you have? Uh, with Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo? Okay. I don't even know much about... Okay, I'm not, okay. <laughs> bring his bottle of Jose Cuervo. Okay, I'm not going to... I'll stop. Okay, even, so hey, bully offers. Even Keith was going to say something, and he stopped. I, I stopped. I well, know you did. Well, you know why I stopped. I know because you're a nice person. Oh, and why? He's a director. He can shut oh, yeah. this thing he down. He controls and, the show. Over he there. can shut this thing down. Go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ting is all. Well, generally, when you say I'm going to bring the bottle, you generally bring like a top shelf, like a patrol. If you're going to, I'm not trying to throw sorry? shade though. I'm not throwing shade. So I'm not. I don't have. I'm any not an officiano. Okay, even say that word. Say that word. You said it right. Did I say it right? Yeah. 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 Um, the difference between tequila and mezcal is very subtle. Very big difference, well, it's right? A huge difference. Right. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know it. You know, I I, uh, uh, I tried a couple of tastes in. Um, River did this over in Berbadero. River Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, the Berbadero. Yeah, it did. He's that. great. And it's very. You know, particularly mezcal. It's, Mezcal's smokier. Well, and then, then it's different levels of it. It's real, 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 you know, uh, like you have to be a connoisseur to really kind of. Remember when River came on the show? You were sitting in the audience. Yeah, yeah, we almost got shut down. We were drinking tequila. <laughs> I say there's legitimately no rules here, but when River comes on the show, there, there are needs rules. To be rules. There yeah. are rules. There needs to there be rules. rules. Yeah, there, there are rules. There are rules. Vincent Zorn next to me was like, oh, I'm sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> I hope somebody my kids... should go back and watch that show. No, no, no. Maybe no. not. Maybe we not. We do have sponsors and little ears, yeah. little ears, little ears. So Keith was sitting in the front row and Keith was like, oh, God. Gotta go. Bye. No. So, you know, a little bit of what to what, right? On the on the market. Let's kind of kind of pivot a little please, bit. Please. Unless, unless we oh no, to... it's moving and shaking. Yeah. People uh, are enjoying it. Good, good. Uh, uh, and and for those who are watching and listening, I I just get to talk, and and Jerry's getting to read all the the stuff the and comments. and talk at the same time. So it's really interesting. Talk a little bit about you know what's kind of going on in the market. So right now, seven days back, we've got ninety six new homes on the market, uh, but eighty nine went pending. And if you go back till about Wednesday of, of last week, and I need to go ahead and, I forgot to print it out for me because I got all excited about Cinco de Mayo and, and didn't go ahead and look at it, but so give me one minute, sir. Let me go ahead and double check the numbers here. Uh, the mayor of McIntyre says he's going to be drinking Amber Dos Equis today. Uh, the mayor of Waynesboro says Casamigos is absolutely very, very smooth. He suggests that for you, Judah, Casamigos. If hmm. you want to get and you and, and 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 it's kind of like Wait, a really con- good bourbon what and a really Casamigos? good scotch. You never mix it with anything. No, no, right? Casamigos. I I drink routinely. Um, Casamigos is fantastic. So um, on Casamigos the 20- is on- George Clooney's tequila. Interesting. My wife introduced me to it. It's very good. Go ahead, Aki. No. So on the on the twenty seventh, we had sixty six come on the market, and we've got ninety ninety six now. So it's interesting. The twenty seventh was a Wednesday. Today's a Friday. Today's Friday, right? Today's Friday. Today's a Friday. On that end of it, so I think what you're seeing now is this this pattern of Thursday, Fridays, houses are coming on the market. I'll bet you when we do the show on Wednesday, we're going to see the flip. We're going to see a substantially lower number 
on on news and pendings are going up, and it, and it's causing a little bit. And there's some chatter amongst real estate agents, and and just to kind of kind of get it out there, um, it's causing a little bit of confusion, right? You know, the the this um, this ability to get clients in and look because buyers, there's so many buyers out there, and we have so many buyers looking at homes, and and there's some chatter going on. Well, why don't you put it on on a Monday instead of a Thursday? And a lot of it has to do with timing, right? Is the pictures ready? You know that kind of thing. But it is a strategy, right? It's a strategy to put it on on a Thursday or on a Friday, and kind of look at offers on Monday or Tuesday. You know why? Let me see. I do do this for a living, don't I? Tell us why. <laughs> no, you do That's it. God, you tell me. Let's see. Let's. Gra- I think it's a great strategy. It's actually. You we know why? I we would... actually don't do that. So this oh, is a great oh. debate for that. Go ahead. Okay. So you go. here's why I think putting the home on the market on a Thursday and having a deadline for offers. What is it normally Sunday? Five Monday, o'clock? Tuesday. They're all over the map. Okay. So what I would do is say. Usually house... it's a Monday or a Tuesday. All right. House goes on the market Thursday morning. And I'll say all offers collected by COB Monday. Mm-hmm. That's a legit window. But by putting that window, it's... Well, that's how you get into this bully offer. It's enough time for people to see it, but it's short enough window where it creates a sense of urgency. And that sense but, of urgency but, um, gets people to do things emotionally that they otherwise would not do. And when you, when you leverage, because I do this in negotiating with the deals that I do. No, not real estate, other bit. When you leverage that, those intangible factors, you can start swaying market advantages your way. Yeah, and, and I get all that. Um, uh, and, and for the sake of a talk show. For the sake of a talk show, yeah. I have it's a, a ta- great talking point, I think right? I got a tattoo here somewhere. Yeah, for the sake of a talk show. Thank you for I don't have a tattoo. Never, never had one. Don't plan on getting one. Me either. I don't have a tattoo. You have a tattoo? Oh, wow, that's a, uh, I'm not that's, telling. How many years you guys been working together? Keith, I, I got the, I got the uh, twelve. Uh, the stuff that you, that you posted on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. 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 Want, Great. You Thank you. We can talk into the mic about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We got Judah. Uh, Excuse me, Judah. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do. You are awesome. Do you? You have, are awesome, Judah. See, he that's, is awesome. Yeah. That's that. That's a. You're awesome, Judah. Do you have a tattoo? You're welcome. I do. You did? Oh. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know that. Ooh. No. Please. Yeah. That's not one of the criteria for hiring. <laughs> well, I think that would be. <laughs> On the application? I think that would be across some sort of line. Okay. I, 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 I sure thought so. I didn't sort of ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, for the sake of a, uh, the, 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 for a sake of a talk show, there you go. Can you get me another one, please? Yeah. For a sake Single of a talk Mayo, show, uh, is... Uh, we don't actually, I mean, if our client wants us to do that, but generally what we suggest to our clients is we, we just review offers as they come in, right? So as they come in, so it, it, it also, that also generates urgency, right? So look, as offers come in, we're, we're going to review them. So, you know. I, to, the, to the seller's credit, to the, to the seller um, as well, shortening the window for showings may also improve quality of life for the seller. Because there's less people going in to and from the home. So there's an and emotional. You can take com- a little trip. There's an emotional component to it. We're about ready to put a house on the market at Lake Monticello that's going to be priced. It's in the right location, right price, right features, right condition. We know it's going to be busy. And part of this whole weekend thing is uh, it's occupied, right? So, hey, guys, do you got some place to go for the weekend? Because we're going to get a bunch of showings. So why don't you guys go away for the weekend? We'll show the house. I mean, there's, there's multiple different strategies that one can go ahead and, 
and, and do that. But as a general rule of thumb, we like to just say, as they come in, we, we take a look at them. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to be able to present this offer to my client to Monday because they're out of town or whatever, or this, this kind of thing. And I get that, I get that um, you know, it creates an urgency. But again, for the take of a talk show, Jerry, isn't that kind of there already? No. Why the hell do I got to create more for? It's well, already there. Right. If it's priced right, if it's in the right location, right? You know, and you'll find the ones that are not in the right location, Sick. not priced right. Sick. No, they generally don't have these. Hey, we're going to receive offers on such and such a thing. Yeah, they say it just sets it sets a tempo, and it also cross it potentially gets into this bullying thing that is a really hard topic to talk about. A live. narrow window is not bullying. No, 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 no. I'm talking about on the on the buyer side, not the seller side. Okay. Right. So it opens up, it opens up, but usually what you're seeing, so just to get this out there, there's this new thing flowing around, floating around called bully offers. They've always, always kind of been there. Uh, but now since 50%, depending on the jurisdiction you're at, or 40% or 30% are cash offers, that's kind of how now creeping itself into it. So what happens, I actually had one happen to me on a recent listing, can't talk about where because it hasn't closed and all this good stuff. Uh, cash offer substantially below asking price, and they were. This person didn't know me, and kind of made my day because they were like bullying me. And I went, "Oh boy, thank you so much." What was it, the Clint Eastwood thing? Go ahead, and make my day, right? Yeah. I was like big smiles. Dirty Harry. So you're trying to go ahead and bully me? Let's go. I'm in. Um, you know, you got to accept this. You got to present it to your client, and all of a sudden, yeah. And actually, no, I don't. Uh, so because what I do is when we do the listing, I actually have part of my listing agreement what my guardrails are, right? And they were very clear in that, that if it's not as close to listing price because we priced it below market, I don't want to see the offer. So I said, you know what? Thank you very much. Take your cash offer and leave. Well, you can't do that. What do, you, what do you mean I can't do that? I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, there's a lot of that going on, and I just don't understand um, – Frankly, the ethics behind it, but that's a different issue. Uh, we'll, we'll just throw that out there and leave it, leave it sit there. Walk me through the ethics behind it. Well, this probably doesn't cross a line, but what it is is... I don't you, know if it's an ethics cross as opposed to being look, aggressive to the point of turning look, someone off. Look, we, talk, we said mensch. That's another, thing, another Jewish saying, what goes around comes around. Right, and, and who's on the other side matters. And who's on the other side matters. And in a small community such as this... You bust my hump on this thing right now? You don't think I'm going to remember that? Oh, no, I know you will. I, I'm going to remember that, right? I know you will. Uh, so Devil's advocate for the it's sake really of talk show. I don't get it. It's a stupid strategy unless the goal is from buyer's agent to bully the seller's agent who's maybe not capable of pushing back and saying, yeah, you know, I don't think so, pal. Right, so that may be the strategy going on here. But even if the seller's agent doesn't push back, the it's seller still has to present the offer to the to the to the client. No, they don't. And the client's going to be like, "You don't have to." In my well, in your case, in my case, in I, case, I don't have to because yeah. I I have my guardrails. I have yeah. my guard guardrails. It's pretty clear what I'm I'm able to do or not able to but do. But we do know, Keith, and I'm it, not going to use any names here. But it we, happens. We, we we all know it happens. There's. I can rattle off a handful yeah, of them yeah, right we, now. We're not going to do that. Use names, we're not going to do that. But a handful of agents that are utilizing aggressive tactics like this that sell tens of millions of dollars of real estate every year. And so the in flip, Central Virginia. Yeah. So the flip side of that is right. Okay, I'm trying to position my my fiduciary responsibilities, Jerry, to try to try to um, <clears throat> position him in the best way possible to win. There's two ways of doing that. 
there's a way of doing it as a pro, right? And then there's a way that's not so much. Uh, and, you know, I might just get myself into a little trouble for saying that. Uh, but it's interesting. You know, this particular agent didn't know me. It was from outside the area. And once I started pushing back, they just, oh, by the way, this, this agent ended up at the 11th hour showing up with a better offer yeah. that ended up winning the day. I just, I did the takeaway. I said, yeah, I don't think so. Goodbye. See you later. And uh, we actually, they actually came back. I can see where... The bully agent ended up coming back. Oh, yeah. They, the won the, they actually won. won the day. Yeah, they won the day. Wow. Yeah, because I did the takeaway. But that's because I've been doing this for 37 years, and I know exactly what I need to do and how to do it. If you, and then the Marine comes out of me. If you want to bully me, I just smile and, like, let's go. Uh, but it's a thing out there. And, uh, I, you know, I, I used the word mensch earlier, and I did that purposely. I mean, we all... We're all kind of in the same pool. We all kind of kind of treat each other with a little bit of respect, a little bit of professionalism, and you know, there's a way of advocating for your client that doesn't cross the line. That's bullying. I mean, this person was literally class book bullying me, and I just very quietly listened to her. It was a female, believe it or not, I was listening to her, and I said, "Are you done?" And she goes, yeah, I said, good. So let me, I'm going to tell you how this is going to go. <laughs> and, and she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, let me tell you how this is going to go. <laughs> and it went the way it went. And, but that's because of, you know, coffee. Johnny Ornalis hey, Johnny. Um, tells us the difference between mezcal and tequila. There you go. That's tequila important stuff. Tequila is one type of agave. Mezcal has various types of agave. Mezcal batches are never, ever, ever the same. Where tequila batches can be the same. There you go. I'm learning. Very nicely done. Learning stuff. Um, this comment comes in from one of the Shenandoah Valley's finest backstops. His third comment of the day. Michael Plecker, if you do one more fantastic comment today, you have hit officially for the cycle. Right now you've posted a single, a double, and with this comment, a triple. The, the bomb is on the near horizon. You're coming up in the bomb of the eighth inning with the, uh, the bases full for Look a potential grand slam. Michael Plecker says, bully offers are not acting in the best interest of your buyer. You essentially are putting a seller on the defensive in a seller's market. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I really, I really, and that was what I kept on saying as agent. I said, so what the hell is your strategy here? I don't get it. So you really think that I'm going to... But she won the deal. This is what her strategy, this is what I think her strategy No, was. because I did the takeaway. Right, I understand I, I said goodbye, and I re we flat out rejected the offer before even presenting it. This is it. what I think. That this I is said, I think you need to come back and do a little bit better. Sake of a talk show. This is what I think they, they were trying to do there, now that I have all the information. They come in with the initial offer. Looking, they have kept a little bit from you. They <laughs> you normally do. <laughs> yeah. They come in um, trying to make an aggressive deal to get a fantastic property that they maybe steal from a price standpoint. They realize that's not going to go through but the, because but the gatekeeper is the Cape Crusader. Then they come back with the most authentic offer because they wanted, a, they wanted the property all along. I sent them a link of the show. Do yourself a favor. Watch the show. <laughs> they wanted the property all along. Sorry, the New Yorkers coming out. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and so is the ounce and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the New Yorkers and the caffeine. The New yeah. Yorkers coming out. Me. I just, I just love to get pushed. And yeah, let, let's push back. Uh, Mayor McIntyre leaves this comment. When we bought our home... We, had, we made a deal with the older Jewish lady that was below her initial asking, but we had an agreement. Her listing agent came with another cash offer that was higher and tried to get her to break the contract. 
The lady we bought from said, no, a deal's a deal. There you old go. Old school honor, thank God. Yep. That was 1987. There you go. A deal's a deal. The old Jewish Sh lady, Bill McChesney, bought his house from. Shake, shake, shake the hand. It's a deal's a deal. And that's the, that's and, the way it should be. Yeah, and that's another that's weird. That's how it used to be. Uh, it's, still, it's still that way. It's, it's a matter. It's a matter. I, I'm not going to do a deal without uh, a couple of John Hancocks and the parameters outlined on paper. Absolutely. But even with John Hancock's on it, you've been around business long enough to know people try to sometimes oh, try to yeah. try to try to do that. So a, a real but estate. Can you imagine what those folks, those same folks, would be trying to do if there was no John Hancock's in paper? So to Bill's point, yeah, a contract, real estate or otherwise, is only as good as the two people on the other on, the, on each side of the thing. And how well the contract's written. It's it could be written as well as it's been written. It's all the matter on who how. How, on, how the two folks are on the other side are willing, willing to handle it. Any contract you can figure out a way to, to get out of or hold it up in real estate world. You know, I, I can sue for performance and all this kind of great stuff and lock up a piece of property. You know, it's just a matter of who, to Bill's point, it's a matter of who's, who's in the deal and the, and the level of integrity on that. It'll get done. Maggie Gunnell's giving you hey, props Maggie. right now. John Blair giving you props right now. So there's somebody there's somebody knows how to do a deal. Ah. JB. The right way. Love you, John Blair. No, no, I was talking about Maggie. Maggie, well, and John Blair. Yeah, John Blair. And Maggie. And Maggie. Both. And Johnny. And Johnny. And Maggie. Yeah, <laughs> all you guys know how to do and a Maggie. deal. <laughs> all you guys know how to do a deal. Um, how are we doing over there? Doing good? Very well. You doing okay, Jim? Thank you, yes. You want to get woven in on a three-shot? Let's get you in the mix. Uh, if you I, think I can add anything, sure. You always can add something. <clears throat> oh, my God. Stop it. I know. Stop what? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, this comment's come in. This is a good comment. This is a comment that is not um, tied to what we're talking about, but it's a question from a viewer and listener. Are you ready sure. for this one? I've got my pen. I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, so we're interested in a house. Uh, first, let me tell you who it is. Sally Navaris. Mm -hmm. We're interested in a house. Um, the house is now being listed as under contract with contingencies and still taking backup offers. Mm. Can Keith offer explanation of what that means? Yes. <clears throat> Great question. First and foremost, thank you for the case studies. That kind of saves us from, from uh, uh, talking, uh, you know, kind of for, for keeping me a little bit laser focused. So thank and you very Scott much. Scott Q is saying right on Keith Smith. There you go. Woody Fitchup says time is money. Litigation takes time. Yeah. And you got folks over at uh, Nest and Logan Foster watching you here. So. We've got an offer. Let's just set the stage here for a second. So we have a home that was listed, that there is an offer and contract that's been accepted. The, the, I think we used the word contingencies. The, the, the question would be, is it active with a kickout, which is a separate- Active with a kickout. Which is you a- You just put it in there. Is it active with a kickout? Yes. Okay, got it. So let's talk about what that means first, and then we can talk about the, the backup offers. Turn this into a sizzle reel over here. Sorry for the pressure. Go ahead. You got this. Oh, Jesus. Smith. Active with a kickout. Active okay. with a kickout. Tell us what active okay. with a kickout so, uh, is. Okay. <laughs> this is Smith ADD, ADD. Get back in track. So active with a kickout. So this means we have a home that was listed. Offer came in, went contract, active with a kickout. So typically what it is, it is maybe they have to sell a home or some other contingency. That's probably why we use the word contingency. So that's sitting out there. And then there, what that does is technically it stays on the market. 
So then you can receive backup offers. So this particular listener or viewer could conceivably go in there, make an offer, right? Present the offer, and that, that offer could either be accepted or move forward. So what, what ultimately is going to happen with that offer, guys, just from a reality perspective, it's either going to do one of two things. It's either going to kick the kickout out. Actually, it's going to activate it. So the kickout contract goes away and then your contract comes in. Or the person who has the kickout thing says, removes the contingency and says, I'm going to close regardless. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes great sense. So, um, you know, there's no harm you know, if in, in today's market, if this is the right house at the right location, at the right price, with the right features and the right conditions, the only thing this will, will do is be a contract writing, you know, for their agent. A trial run. No, you just made an offer. It, it could yeah. work. Who knows? You could force the hand of the current contract person or entity to either remove it or go away, and then you can slide in. So it's a good tactic. You can do it. The success rate's pretty low, but I try it. In today's market, it's like, my God, I mean. What do you have to lose? You got nothing to lose. You got little, nothing little, to little lose. Little contract writing, and that's about it. Marcella uh, Fauché watching the program hey. right now. She's crushing it on Ivy Road right now. Um, in particular, a listing in Ednam Forest that went under contract before the open house, and the open house had to get canceled. Microcosm yeah. of today's market. Yeah. Neil Williamson says this is tequila talk with Keith Smith. <laughs> tequila talk. Tequila talk, not real talk. It's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah, we have well, a little taste on Cinco de we Mayo. We won't tell him it's rum, but that's okay. Yeah, he had rum. We don't have tequila here. Judah was going to uh, bring the bottle of Jose Cuervo, as he suggested. <clears throat> but apparently that's too low rent. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Does well, time. we do have expensive taste. Yeah. I, I, I know <laughs> on, I have on on set on set. We got champagne, champagne taste. taste. We have expensive. I undoubtedly taste. have champagne taste, yeah. and I'm okay with. And 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 they uh, maybe not so much uh, champagne budget. I'm okay with champagne taste. Totally okay. With Neil, that. thank you for the screenshot on uh, <laughs> on Twitter. I. Uh, Oh yeah, I got, I got Smith a, I got at a, a board of supervisors meeting. I got a crusader. I got to move. I said it was a very interesting presentation, and and actually I've been talking to. This was in reference to defense spending, which you guys have been talking about. This for is a couple. the defense sector. The impact the defense sector has on Central Virginia. The Weldon Cooper Center was commissioned by Albemarle County, City of Charlottesville, um, UVA Foundation, Correct. and a defense agency to put an economic dollar amount to the impact defense sector has in Central Virginia. It was $1.2 billion, ladies and gentlemen. And it, and $1.2 billion. And it very, very um, smartly laid out the indirect and direct costs and so forth and so on. UVA was one at $6 billion. This was two at $1.2 billion a year. So um, I would love to, you know, Dr. Lisa Sterevent, which she was now part of Bright, was part of Virginia Realtors, actually did an analysis for the statewide. I would love a local uh, analysis, similar ROI, for lack of a better term, um, for housing in our in our area region. I bet you that. I mean, we can anecdote. I can't say that word. Say that word. Ana, ana, anecdotal. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, uh, my Smith words are not working well today. To, to, to see what happens. What, I tried anyway. <laughs> can't say I didn't try. <laughs> I honestly can't say I didn't try. I gave it a shot. Didn't work. Uh. Squirrel. Squirrel. Fire. Fire. Rock. Rock. Coffee. 
but Chad Wood, good morning. You know, uh, I know I'm doing well when I can get you to laugh, and you're oh, laughing a dude, lot. I enjoy my, I enjoy the Batman and Robin and Alfred on Real Talk with Keith Smith. I enjoy spending time with you guys, man. Uh, but back on track, back on Smith's track, anyway. Oh, it, it yes, was, this is the best comment already. Marcella Fauché says, you want me to have one tequila right now with you, gentlemen? I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> we would love. Would you love if Marcella had a tequila with, with did us? She, did she call yeah. us gentlemen? She said gents. Oh, she said gents. No, 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 right no, no. I, I, I trust gents. you. I trust you. I we would you. love if you had a tequila with us. And to celebrate the success you've had of late in real estate. There you go. I mean, she's been crushing. Well, she's a pro. Yeah, she's, she's a pro. She's a pro. She's a pro. Cheers to, to everyone. Cheers to everyone. I'm, I'm empty. Need a, can I get a No, refill? no, no. I, I've got a 1230 appointment and i got to drive for Richmond. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, one, one, one little sip was all I needed okay. today. We would love if you had a tequila. But you guys, please, please, please don't. Hold up on my my account. Yeah, but um, the party follows you. Keith. I'm trying to be a, a responsible. That's good. Adult. No, we're not we're not pressuring you. Yeah, you're <laughs> making, we're not bullying me. Are not, you? No, bully, no bullying. No bullying here. <laughs> no bullying. No bullying here. <laughs> um, taco talking tacos and titles. <laughs> tacos titles, but but it's interesting if Neil's still watching. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if he caught this from one of the board of supervisors because they were talking about that the average income. There's got the photo of you. <laughs> <laughs> There's Neil. Keep the photo on screen. Everyone look at the screen there. And the top who, right who corner. Who put that on, Neil or, or? No, Neil took this No, photo. he's fine. Did you do that? Judah you, grabbed it from how Twitter. How did Neil put this on screen? I don't know. Yeah, did you just ask how did, did Neil Williamson yeah. put that on screen? Yeah. Yeah. Neil is not here. How many how many shows? Four, this is 445. Neil is either at Hillsdale or in Greene County. How he, how could he put that on screen? I don't put, know. That was hilarious what he just I said. Judah's laughing his ass off right now. <laughs> I know. And it's not the ounce and a half of bourbon that Judah had before the program. No, so no. anyway, so the board I, of supervisors. I'd like to assess this photo. Can you put the can photo Can I quote on? Moselle What's Booker? Up? Boys? Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. You're the executive producer. No, no. The top right corner is Neil Williamson. That whole executive producer thing went out years ago, <laughs> Top right corner is Neil Williamson in the orange tie. The gentleman uh, behind the guy standing up is Neil Williamson. With great. And the top left corner with the mustache is Keith Smith. Who are these folks doing? Are they just doing the defense sector presentation? Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're doing the presentation. They are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they Weldon Cooper? Um, Those two uh, people? Yeah. Actually, Neil will chime in. One of them is, a, is actually a colonel. I can't remember which branch of the service. Um, that works together. Both of those, one of them is in a, um, I think that's the assistant county administrator, which is the gentleman, and and the uh, yeah, the woman is a colonel, and, and it's, you know, she was like running this the, this program. I don't think it's part of Weldon Cooper. I think she's, I think she actually works for the county, believe okay. it or not, on that. But okay. I, I, I don't have the pieces together on that. Apparently, I don't realize other people can't put pictures on the show. <laughs> so what did you take from that Board of Supervisors meeting on the defense section? Yeah, so actually I was talking to Scott Moore. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, Judah. Judy, you got to be correct. You were talking to pull Scott Morris? Pull it together, Morris. Judah. Pull it together. You were talking to Scott I'm not Morris? on screen Scott, right now. pull it together, Scott. Judah, whatever your name is. So the, the, the comment was made, and I can't remember by which Board of Supervisor, because we were talking about that the average employee is, I think, $106,000. and 104, 104. 104. I was yep. close. Mm-hmm. Um, that these, the good news about this, all these people can afford houses in Albemarle County. And I'm actually working. Who said that? 
I can't remember which board of supervisors exactly. that, that it was. And I'm actually going to work with uh, Scott for on Wednesday to say, okay, if I'm making $104,000, I pay my taxes, right, I net 85000 whatever the number is. I've got a decent credit score, yada, yada, yada. Let's say a 90-10 loan. How much house can I afford? Okay. And I want him to do that for Wednesday and then take a look at what's available I don't think it's as many as everybody thinks it. At least that board of supervisors thought it was. You know, $100,000... It's not what 100000 used to be. Now, where the $100,000 can start going further is if they have a partner who's also earning $100,000. This, 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 this comment was made specifically towards this one, one employee that's making that that person can buy... A single uh, income family yeah. at 100K has his or her choice of any inventory stock in Central Virginia or Almar County? They didn't no say... No way, Jose. Jose. Yeah, Cuervo. Cinco de Mayo. Olé. 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 Uh, Neil Williamson says that was Trevor Henry Keith from Almar County. Yeah. And it was uh, Chamber DAC Liaison Colonel Letty yeah. Bine yeah. who is Thank retired. You. Thank you. Thank you, Neil, for doing that. I, I couldn't remember the who's who. I was just focusing on the 104, which I got wrong at 106. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to take a look at that to see what, the, what, you know, what does that buy you? Right? And what's available? I mean, what's 104 buy you in Almore County? That's what we're going to find out on Wednesday. I don't want to guess at it. I want... I, want I would say 104 in Almore County is buying you somewhere between 450 and 575. You're, I think you're close. 450 and, and I think, 575. I think you're close, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to, it depends on how much down payment yeah, and so forth. Of course. So now, but, one of the things that was intriguing about the defense sector study, and this came out yesterday, and this came out from Lonnie Murray. Mm -hmm. Lonnie Murray left this comment. Lonnie, are you watching right now? And, dude, if you know Lonnie Murray, you know this guy knows Almaro County inside and out. Um, and I'll leave it to you to Google Lonnie Murray. Oh, Lonnie Murray is watching right now. Lonnie, I love when you watch the show and you comment. I literally do. He left this comment, which I shared with Judah before the program, because I found it so profound. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Where the hell is that comment? I oh. shared it with you, didn't I, Judah? Oh, yeah, here it is. He talks about the impact of real estate taxes versus the impact of spending money in a jurisdiction. And people think that the real estate tax impact is significantly more influential than maybe it truly is, especially in compared to the spend the money in the jurisdiction impact. Mm -hmm. So here's how he puts it in perspective with numbers. You're going to love this. He takes the Admiral County budget, Lonnie Murray. $551,461,538. First off, and I'm, I'm getting off track here, the budget for Almoral County for a fiscal year is $551,461,000. Okay. That's a boatload of money. Okay. Okay. That's what it is, just as if anyone wants to know. It's $551,461,538. He says, Lonnie, he does the math, one-fifth of that $551 million plus or $106,053,000 comes from real estate taxes. Only 20% of the Albemarle County budget is, covering, is coming from real estate taxes. Mm -hmm. So he's showing the impact of spending restaurants, so if you read the, grocery if you, shopping. If you read the then he brings up Fluvanna County. Yeah, well, you know why he brought up Fluvanna? Tell because, me why. Probably because I live there. No, <laughs> because he says this is the problem Fluvanna County has. Yeah. Over 90% yeah. of Fluvanna County's budget yeah. comes the, from rooftop The taxes. numbers are reversed. 
Right. So that gentrifies the community. And, and actually, so I've been actually working on a spreadsheet for Fulvana County on that because what you, Lonnie, what you need to do, which I'm sure you're doing, is you need to subtract out of that budget money that's coming from the state yes. and the feds, yes. right? Yes. And to find out exactly what that dollar amount is, right? And how much rooftops cost. So it's very interesting. So if you, you, you read that report, um, it talks about indirect and direct. So these are the conversation Lonnie's talking about, right? There's direct, right? And then there's indirect in reference to um, housing. There's also an induced number there too, which is, you know, uh, the pre-development side of things to, to go ahead and, and do it. But there's generally three sides. Google this, and, and Neil knows about this, and I misquoted actually yesterday at the Planning District Commission meeting. I said it was 2015. It was actually 2011. Virginia Housing, as the focus around housing, actually did a white paper in 2011 about the uh, impact the local the impact of housing on local government and it's very similar to the defense structure it talks about in, in um, indirect direct induced and and how much money to Lonnie's point that rooftops actually bring to a jurisdiction more than taxes and anyway it's, it's an interesting if you google it it's 2011 it needs to be updated to 20 some odd years old Woody Finch I'm watching the program hey, the appraisal um, genius He's uh, the owner, co-founder, and, and, and co-owner of Fincham & Associates. You have to get him a genius hat. Is this Woody's a... the man. Yep. He's a smart guy. He leaves this comment about Fluvanna County. 90% of the revenue plus from rooftops, real estate taxes, and still Fluvanna County shops the assessment to a third-party company that can't even spell the word assessment correctly. Wow. Just wow. Uh, so you know what he's referencing to. Yeah. L literally, they misspelled the word in Assessment. the, in, in the raw report. Yeah. Even my, even Smith knows how to spell assessment. Should I ask you on air to spell No, do not do okay. that. Okay. Do not do that. that. How many S's are in assessment? A lot. <laughs> More than one. More than one. Is that the right answer? Does it not concern you or... or I can't spell assessment. I don't think it's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> If 90% plus of your county's revenue comes from residential rooftops... I've been there since 1987. It's been that way since 1987. It is not going to change anytime soon. It's, it's, it's why, actually, I'm running a spreadsheet uh, because I'm a bit of a spreadsheet geek. You know, everybody talks about equalization and all that stuff. I'm up to 100 random people at Lake Monticello. Nobody's actual cash out of their pocket remain neutral. They're all spending more money. So, look, you can do rates, you can do formulas, you can do all this stuff. The bottom line, what Jerry cares about, or Mr. and Mrs. Smith, or my father or my mother, is how much extra cash they got to pay a year. That's what they care about. That's what everyone cares about. And some of them are huge. Some of them, like my parents, are 20% up. They're paying 20% more in cash this year than last year. That's not equalization in my book. No. And that's how and gentrification happens. And it's interesting. That is and gentrification. It's, well, it's interesting. Because what I'm starting to see, and, and Woody will either correct me or, or, or not, what I'm starting to see is the lower-priced homes have a larger percentage of cash increase. The more expensive homes have a lower percentage of cash increase. Don't exactly know why. I'm, I'm digging into it. Well, why do you think that is? Um, I think what happened is I think the lower-priced homes appreciated more 
in the in the in the assessment than the than the upper end ho homes percentage wise. So I think you know. I think that's definitely what it is. Yeah, and it's and just the and it's just migrating. Value. It's, it's migrating itself. My famous triangle all the way to the end and is ending up to be more cash. What the crappiest part <clears throat> is that basically means the entry point home is more expensive. Well, it's becoming more expensive to live there. Yeah. It becomes a gentrification scenario right. where, where people are starting not to be able to afford um, to live there. Um, comments coming in fast and furious. Kevin Yancey says, Fluvanna County missed a huge amount of money by not having a business license fee. And he also said in 2008, Fluvanna County hired a company from California to do their assessments. Look, every jurisdiction has a little bit of hiccups from time to time. And staying on Fulvana County, most Kevin will know this, but most people do not know this. So we have a power station there, it generates about six million bucks in 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 taxes. We were supposed to have two side by side, so that would be an extra six million because of opposition. The second one did not happen, so only one was built. That was kind of part of this. So there's an extra $6 million or whatever the math is of revenue that we missed for a power station that, you know, it's natural gas, it's low impact, it's not a lot of traffic. I mean, it's, it's actually one of the best ways to generate a little, a little particular revenue on it. And a little shout out to, to Neil for his thoughts on this. I was listening, I was uh, on the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission meeting last night we do a round table and a lot of the elected officials are talking about opposition to solar farms in I've their jurisdictions that. yeah and uh, you know and o og the old guard is very opposed to solar farms dude yeah do you get that do you understand why what do you think that is this is something that i knew was going to eventually come up um okay especially we if i if i went down the road of uh, government. Um, we can stay away from it. No, no, I have no problem talking about this. I mean, there's one, there's, there's, there's a solar farm percolating in, in the Scottsville area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Pretty not, big. They're humongous. They're not exactly pleasing to the eye. Mm -hmm. You would agree with that, right? Okay. Like there, I, I would not say it's like the most beautiful landscape, a solar farm. Okay. Um, so the people live in Fulvana County. We have one in Zion's Crossroads. I test anybody in Fulvana County to figure out where it is. I understand that. Right. They're, they're very well, they're very discreet. They're extremely well, if, discreet. If, if they go through the process correctly, right, and they have buffers and so forth and so on, it's, um, it's a, little, a little discreet. So, 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 what, so let me get this straight. I don't want a coal fire power plant. I know. You can't win. It's right? 2023. I you can't win. I don't want to. Well, back to our conversation, why, why the number one ROI is converging heat pump systems or heating systems from, from, from uh, fossil fuel to electric. It, it's, it's the top one in, in uh, last, it hasn't even been on it in 10 years. Well, we're talking about it. return on investments, the projects that you can do for your house. This was the topic from Monday's show that drive the best ROI should you choose to sell your house. That was definitely, that was number one. Uh, we had four that were over 100%. If you listen to Monday's show, yeah. Yeah, realtalkwithkeithsmith.com, there were four projects that you could do to your house that legitimately drove an ROI of over 100%. That return means if on you investment. pay five grand, you got more than 5K back. That's exactly right. And uh, three of them 
well, two of them were external, yeah. right? Your front door, your garage door. Then there was this number one, which is the, the, the heating system, which is, wasn't on the list for at least 10 years that I look, looked at it, and it escapes me what the... What the oh, it was... Um, I have to go back and check. I can't remember what the second one. The fourth fourth one was on it, but two, but two of them were, you know, were um, front. We'd have to. I don't know. You probably have that somewhere there. I'm looking for it now. Oh, you are. Thank you, Judah. Uh, Woody Fitchum says you've inspired him. Um, He's going to dig into that. He has a weekend project. Woody Fitchum is appraiser. Uh, Fitchum and Associates is his company. His weekend project and inspiration from what Keith just said. He says, no, my Smith guess, has to remember what the hell he said. Well, here it is. He, what he says, my guess is Keith is right. Lower priced real estate inventory yeah. increased at a faster rate than the upper level markets. Yeah, I mean, I just did. I, 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 Woody, you can connect with me. I'll show you my spreadsheet. Um, you know, I go on Vaminet because it's the new numbers are there. I just start, I just randomly pick uh, a couple of properties and drop them in there. And, and it's looking to me. I haven't figured the, the, the break-even number yet, but if you're in the two to $300,000 tax-assessed thing, you're actually paying substantial more money. And, and the crappy, crappy, crappy part of that is it's impacting the financial margin. That's the folks that need every single dollar. Um, Bill McChesity says no to solar farms. Instead, utilize existing buildings to provide infrastructure for solar rather than cover a big natural agricultural area with panels. There you go. Put them on top of uh, buildings and give tax incentive to folks like... Uh, does that, that work? The in, Bill, does that work? I think this might be a massing issue. I wonder how that actually, you know, it, it sounds a lot like development, right? So if I need, and I don't know anything about this, I know zero about this. I'm just equating it to development. So if I need certain amount of density to make the math work, right? So number of panels, I wonder how you put that together on number of buildings, right? So, but, but you're 100% right because it was, um, that was brought up in the meeting that, you know, encourage people. I'd do solar in the Macklin if I was encouraged tax credit wise to do it. I got I got to tell you, we're, we were looking about doing it in our house, to be honest with you. It's 35 grand even with the tax incentives. But no, but well, my comment was on commercial. I don't think the tax incentives apply to a commercial, do they? they do. Does as anyone as know? As far as I'm concerned, they don't. I, I do don't not know. think they do. But, but I would do. We got a huge roof here. Yeah, I but I think here. what Bill is trying to get at is if we can orchestrate it a little bit more, that make an incentive so people can put on it. That's what but, he's saying. But here's the problem, Bill, on that. Right, the state of Virginia is unlike North Carolina. You only can do net zero. Right. So I actually can't dump, I can dump energy back into the grid. I just don't get paid for it. Uh, Neil Williamson says solar panels are all over the Colonial Nissan roof Yeah, on Route 29. That was beautiful. Is that Liza's? That's yep. one of Liza's, that's exactly right? right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean, it, I bought it, my first car in Charlottesville from Colonial Nissan. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you could probably take a look at it and see you know, how much energy you use in here and go, you know, to go through it. But on my personal residence, we were really wanting to do it. Uh, but thirty-five grand—that's what the, the. Oh, Bill the, just said what Neil said on a different page. God, I, we learned so much from you guys. I love you guys. I mean that. I, I truly, uh, you're hundred percent right. The viewers and listeners, I, dude, you know, I'm going to talk about this on the I Love Siebel show. Is John still watching? Did you know the governors of Virginia? I did not know this. I want to get this exactly right here. Virginia governors get to. Um, obviously, we all know that Virginia governors get to pick um, 
the uh, Board of Visitor Members on, at, at the University of Virginia. But did you know that, I want to get this 100% right, that the uh, Virginia governor gets to pick um, every member to the board? I'm going to read the exact comment. Do you know anything about this? Which board? There's multiple boards. Uh, board of Visitors. Of, of UVA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's been around forever. See, no, right. It has been around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it directly. I guess my point is um, you guys teach us a lot of stuff, and we appreciate you. I'll eventually read, if I can find the comment, I'll read it verbatim here on the 1230 show. Manufactured stone found it. That's what the, the, the ADD, fourth one was? The AD, ADD kicked in. So it's all, it's, all, it's all three exteriors and one interior. Manufactured stone? Stone, 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 stone. That's lick and stick, fake stone. Here's the comment. Each governor, each Virginia governor gets to appoint all 16 Board of Visitor members, not the student member, during their four-year term. Four BOV members each year. So the answer to your question is Governor Godwin has appointed the most members to the Board of Visitors. He is the only governor to serve two terms, from 1966 to 1970 and from 1974 to 1978. That means Virginia Governor Godwin appointed 32 people to the UVA Board of Visitors. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Did yeah. you know that? I did not know that. I learned something today. I learned something today. Is there going to be a test later? Uh, we may do a, a trivia question. There you go. Yeah, I like to turn them into trivia questions. There you go. How about, how about this question from Chad Wood and Crozet? Mr. Smith, Ooh. do you expect the inventory to uptick this summer? <clears throat> so the Mets have been doing really good so far. <laughs> he does not, Chad. He does not. Uh, actually, I think you're going to, I mean, if you take a look at the numbers, right, so we are up, we are up ticking a little bit at the moment, right? I think a lot of this, we're going to see this roller coaster ride for maybe another couple of months uh, when we start getting into this, the middle of the summer. But I think we're going to start seeing this Thursday, Friday coming on, Tuesday, Wednesday coming off, Thursday, Friday going on. We're just going to start seeing this little bit of this roller coaster. Um, you know, back to the conversation we had with Scott on Wednesday. I, I'm starting to think that if this interest rate does get closer to 5%, you might see an inventory uptick. I was pretty skeptical about that, but I'm starting to rethink that a little bit on it. Uh, but we, we may end up hitting a normal summer slowdown. Right. This kind of feels like for those of us who have been in the business for decades, it kind of feels a little bit normal. Right. You normally have these upticks in, you know, March, April, May, that kind of thing. A little bit of June. And then you start creeping a little bit down in late June, July and August and start picking back up in September. That's kind of historically been the case, except for the last X number of years. So we may be starting, I'm, I'm kind of hanging my hat a little bit on inventory dropping a little bit in summer, then picking back up in September. I think that's going to be more tied to that 5%, though. Um, Woody Fincham. Hey, Woody. And we got questions coming in quickly here with 10 minutes. Woody Fincham says this, we went solar five years ago. We will break even at the 8.5-year marker. Okay. So they went solar five years ago. Yeah. 8.5 years into it, yeah. they're going to break even. And you can, Woody, you can convey, yes. I believe the loan conveys with the house, typically, at least the one I'm looking at. So if I buy it and we now have 
a 200 whatever it is monthly payment on it, which is locks in my utility cost for it. I think I can convey that. I'm, I think we learned that from the solar guys when they came on the show. We did. Yeah, we did. yeah. So here's another question. I think, I think the state should allow you, I think you should, because Woody's putting, I guarantee you, Woody's putting more energy back into the grid oh, than he's using yeah. on that. Um, he should be compensated for that, but, but you can't do that in Virginia. That should change. Yeah, well, do you not I, agree? Yeah, but I doubt. But that requires uh, the state. Dylan rule. Well, the state needs to the do delegates. it. The delegates. The state needs to do that. Uh, I'll throw this to you guys. This is a good question. This is a good piece of content to create here, J-Dubs. Oh, Mark God. this down. I don't know how you can answer this one. Okay, right? That's a great way to start. <laughs> Beverly wants to know if you characterize this as a healthy or unhealthy real estate market. Mark that's time stamp down. One of our viewers and listeners, Beverly, would like Keith Smith to know or answer if this is a healthy or unhealthy real estate market right now. It depends on which side of the fence you're on, right? If you're selling, it's a pretty healthy market, right? You can get um, top dollar for your home in pretty short turnaround time. We talked about this a couple of shows ago, um, you know, to, to sell a home that's in the right price, right location, right features, right condition in days is not normal, right? So if you're on the seller side, this is, this is a good place to be. If you're on the buyer side, not so much. So it really depends on which side of the fence that you are on at that particular point. Did that be the political answer? I was by, the safest answer <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. I was literally going to push back on that, but you knew I was going to push back on that, so you beat me to the pushback. I beat you to yeah, the pushback. I saw, pushback. I saw the. Yeah, I, was like, what the I saw the look this on the face. This is not going to make Beverly happy. Well, it's a, it's not a simple answer, right? You know, this is not like uh, you know I'm I've got a sickness or something and I'm unhealthy. On the on the seller side, if you're on the seller side. You're in a healthy position. If you're on the buyer side, you're not in such a healthy position. Is it a healthy position? No, no, no. Let me, let me, okay. let me finish it. Go ahead, please, so please. overall, without, without coming up with a better way to bring inventory on, which is this missing middle, everything that Neil Williamson works on, I work on, and my volunteer work on that end of it to increase inventory, it's going to remain just the way I outlined it. So one could define that as unhealthy. Um, is that even a better political that was, answer? That was better. A devil's advocate for the sake of a talk show. Let's keep the sizzle reel going here, J Dubs. Can we characterize it even close to being healthy with many sellers having so much more leverage over buyers? You this know, is undoubtedly a seller's market. Oh, without doubt. Undoubtedly. Well, I understand condition, yet, price, and location. Yes, matters. and maybe no, yes, right? Right? Buckingham, not so much. Right, so if it's in the right location, right price, right features, right condition, it is absolutely a seller's seller's market. But the blanket, the whole area, there are some areas that are that are that are soft. There's not a lot, but there are some areas. Uh, Michael Plecker, the toughest transition we will face at some point is convincing the sellers that the glory days are over and you miss the boat. Then he says this. I just had a home run, Jerry, left center field, four <laughs> rows up, Plecker out, Mike drop. 
you could totally see Flecker say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can, not yeah. only I can see that, I can see him physically yeah. dropping it and right. walking around his house. I know. Going first base, second base, third base, home run. We bring bring Michael Flecker back to the and then and then and then his, like and then his wife's going around. <sighs> <laughs> I like her too. He out he out kicked his coverage oh, with yeah, her. She's a beautiful yeah, lady. Yeah, we all we all done that. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. It, Kevin Yancey says it's not a seller's market if buyers won't pay the overinflated asking prices. Dude, this is a seller's market, Kevin Yancey, and the buyers are going above. Asking. Well, what he what he's saying is, it'll stop being a seller's market if buyers stop paying. Oh, over ask. That, okay. That's I think that's maybe what that's what, that's what I think he's okay. saying. He's saying, yeah, but the buyers can't you know, do ha- that. They're moving here. They need somewhere to live, and there's not enough places to do it. People are sprinting to this area. They are sprinting to well, this area. Well, just read the do the do the defense report. Yeah, read it. Seven thousand four hundred jobs. University of Virginia straight up said in a press release the Paul Manning Biotech Institute is going to bring two to 3,000 additional people to this area with six-figure salaries. So, so they literally let's, said let's, that. Time out. So now you've got six figures there. You've got six figures at the defense. UVA's got a lot of six figures. You've got Kimpton Hotel. You've got that's, – that's, that's the Darden School. So you've got UVA Foundation with the conference center and the hotel. You've got our, our boy with the data science school. I mean, dudes, there's more – the demand is greater than the supply, and so, it's not going to slow down soon. Yeah, and so the, this is very obvious. Yeah, I, I almost did a Ronald Reagan supply side thing. So uh, you know, but this is is a supply problem. It's a supply problem. It's a supply problem. We don't, and, and the political climate. I, I got to tell you though, I think I think there's no political capital I, I, to improve I actually the supply. Woke up a couple nights thinking about this five percent mortgage. Right, you remember we've been saying three percent, two, three percent was kind of not healthy. Talk about not healthy. That was not healthy. You know, that was not a healthy market at two to three percent mortgage rates. It wasn't healthy. You, you, you. But I, I think, I think, it's, I think, I think it's going to be crazy. I'm going to give you props. I give you props often. You said when mortgage rates were two and three that this is not good. It is not good. You told multiple times on the show. Even to and, realtors. And you pushed back realtors, a little bit, too. Real, everyone did. Yeah. Realtors on this show were saying, what do you mean? We're making so much money. Basically that. And you're like, 2 and 3% is not good. 2 and 3% is not good. And you, you held that bell. And now we're I, I got I got a lot of people were telling me I was full of you-know-what. Now this market is the collateral damage of the 2 to 3% 30-year fixed yeah. effect. Yeah. Where us... That it, have 2.75% rates on 30 year fixes on 5,200 square feet in Gledmore say, How the hell are we going to sell this? Why would we sell this house when we have a 2.75% when the next step up mm, is going to be a 40% no, it's worse increase than, it's, in price? It's, it's worse than that. You have to move. You have to move. I don't have to move. No, I understand that. I understand You're that talking hypothetical. I'm talking hypothetical. I'm the definition the sake, of someone that's causing an yeah. inventory slog because I could move. Hey, but Jerry, I don't hey, Jerry I'm going to share something. I got a 2.75%. I, I need to share. I'm going to lean in. I need to share something Please, with you. Yeah. I'm leaning in, too. Everything isn't about you, Jerry. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Ma'am. Yes. I heard that this morning. I think you did as well. The only reason you didn't hear it this morning is because Yona's a connect. <laughs> yeah, you would be. You would oh, be, you still heard You would morning. be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love each that other. That was a 6 o'clock FaceTime call with my granddaughter. <laughs> 
literally saying the same thing. You know, this isn't all about you, Pop Dad. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but but it, it's that, that I couldn't. I knew it wasn't right because of three and a half decades of doing this stuff. It's just not normal. When when you have these large swings, one way or the other, there's always going to be winners or losers. I think where the losers are going to be on this thing now, I just couldn't figure out exactly, and now I now now I do know is the Jerry Miller that has to move, not you, Jerry, but somebody similar to you that's in this two to three percent mortgage rate, and they have to move. They for whatever reason. Scott said that too. Yeah, and now. That's going to hurt because now... That you, person's probably, when they move, is probably going to a house that is not up to so, the so same he, standard of their current house. But maybe yes, maybe no yes. Mm, it's a lot more expensive. 30 40% plus the interest rate It depends, rate right? So when did the 2 to 3% really start kicking in? I've been preaching this for two years, at least two years, right? I'd say the 2 to 3% kicked in, I'll call it March, April. 19, call it 20. May, June 2020. No, I think it started end 19. Let's call it. Let's call it. And a nineteen, you're over four. And a nineteen, you're over four. For 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 the for the sake of a talk show, I'm going to keep on repeating. So let's call it two years, just for the heck of it. Yeah, you went from June. We've been a year over. You went from June 2020 to Q1 of last year. So somebody could check this. It's an easy Google. June of 2020 to Q1 of last year was the low interest rate environment. Okay, so let's call it for. For Smith Brain, okay, we'll two years, months, two years, fine, two years. We'll I call it. We'll call it two I'm years. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to. So, so the thing, the the counter push to that is, how much equity you made in two years? Massive. So that's the difference. Forty percent. Yeah. So forty percent of whatever is whatever. A lot. So that gives you a little bit more buying power going forward, but I think even. But the buying power. And but the prices are, we, prices are chasing you, and you're not catching up to That's it. That's what I'm saying. The buying power. That's why you shouldn't rent, folks. I, you're talking. I had a great meeting yesterday. I'll with call a it 35 40% plus the 20% down. It was a 20% down, on, I know, 20% down in March 2020 plus the 30 to 40% appreciation. So you're talking significant equity. But the homes have also, the, the climb up have also appreciated, counterbalancing the equity growth. And then when you're locking in a new rate, you're resetting the 30 at a higher interest rate than the 275. I just, ha- I just happened to... We are helping create the inventory slog, my family. Indirectly. Thanks, Jerry. Indirectly. Thanks, Jerry. Indirectly. <laughs> so I just happened to have it in front of me because I didn't put it away from earlier in the week. Just to your point, Albemarle County um, quarter over uh, from the end of the, of the, the first quarter right, the first quarter, right, we're in the yeah. second quarter, yeah. end of the first quarter, just in the month of April, new construction, single-family detach went up 11%. So Did you just hear what you, the man You're chasing, saying? that's new construction, I just happened to have it in front of me. But you're, you're, you're chasing. In chase, one month, new construction went up 11% in value. And went up 55K, 11%. In one month, in one the month, month of April, new construction values went up $55,000. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So it, uh, no, I apologize, I lied. Um, that's no new construction. I apologize. So that's existing. That's existing. You're uh, telling me in the month of April and But new construction County, went up 49%. I was close. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, facts matter. I can't. No new construction detached in the month of April versus the end of the first quarter went up 55 grand, which is 11%. Detached new construction went up 49%. 49K, 6%. 
Yeah, so to your point, however I was trying to do it, <laughs> to your point, you're chasing it up. You're chasing. You're chasing it up. It's, yeah. I had a great sit-down with a young lady who's... And it's at every price point. Exactly right. It's at I, every price point. I, had, I sat down with a, with a client yesterday that... So they can't move. They won't move. And the difference is with us, you know, go so, ahead. So I sat down with a teacher, okay. Albemarle County, yesterday, who's renting, who's paying $2,700 for a two-bedroom, excuse me, three-bedroom, two-bath. She's detail. got a three-bedroom, two-bath, and she's paying 2700 a month. So she must have roommates. Uh, yes. Okay. So they're each paying, what, 900 a month? Whatever. 2700 divided by three is 900 They're each paying 900 a month. Close enough for me. Okay. Um, the the, the um, property owner is selling the property. Okay. Because they want to capitalize on the, the, the gain. Yeah. She doesn't have any place to go. She wants to stay close to the school. And we're out looking at Lake Monticello because Scott's helping her with, with that. But, you know, she was like, I'm trapped. I can't get a rental. I also can't get, you know, I've, I've got to drive all the way out to do that. And, you know, the conversation over a cup of coffee was, well, I'm just going to give up. And, and I spent more, we spend more time helping people stay in the game. If that makes sense. Well, give up. What but I had the same. Going to live in her car. Well, no, up? she just would go find a rental that's a little bit more expensive and get another roommate. She would come up with some other hack to go ahead and do it. But I had the conversation with her that we just had. I said, "Well, time out. Let's do the math. You're chasing this. You're you're spending money away versus hey, let's go out to Lake Monticello, which there was one that we could have you know could do that would fit her price range. Oh, by the way." had multiple offers and so forth and so on and we just uh, we weren't able to get the documentation put together enough before it came off the market before we do that but she's going to stay in the game and we're just gonna keep on plugging at it to go ahead and get there because she's realized i'm chasing i'm, I'm either chasing spending too much money or i'm chasing prices going up there you go there you go 1133 1133 you gotta go cinco de mayo you gotta go to richmond Got to go to Richmond. He's taking his daughter from Seattle and her husband, his son-in-law. Actually, I'm not taking them. Uh, my my daughter's in-laws are picking them up from IAD and driving them to Richmond. To go see the house. First time they're going to get eyes on it. First, are they going to walk through it? Mm-hmm. They bought a house mm-hmm. in Seattle over FaceTime. Keith was the realtor walking through the house via video FaceTime. In the rain. In the rain. Yeah. No home inspection. Appraisal gap coverage of? Uh, that might be too many details to get into. Let's call it, let's call it awfully close to six figures. Awfully close to six figures. Mm-hmm. But it's close to where they want to be. Walking distance. Right location. Yep. The price for them is right. It's absolutely the right features. The house is in freaking impeccable condition on it and the timing was right and and i'll have to be honest with and you most importantly they're in the game they're, they're in, now in the game they're in the game they're, they're in the game they're in the game they've already they haven't even closed yet and they're in the game they built equity that's what i'm saying because there's adjoining homes that went under contract because i'm tracking it and talking right now. I, i'm talking to Did you tell them that uh, yeah yeah, that, that, yeah yeah well yvonne's we're coaching Yvonne, right? Yeah, so she's, that's his daughter. She is uh, get, studying for a license, and I'm, and I'm coaching her through this, uh, through this process, which we would not probably do with any typical. They haven't even closed yet, and they have equity in their house. 
Did you hear that? No, no, no. Yeah. They haven't even closed yet. Not equity. They haven't even closed yet. And they have appreciation, appreciation in their house. Thank you very much. Wrong Did you hear that? They appreciation. Thanks. Equity. be pretty hard to have equity. I haven't even closed They haven't yet. even closed yet, and they have appreciation. Les, Les Yona's given them money that I don't know about. But, but the... Uh, yeah, so because I'm, the, you know, the, the sixth one is the agent on the other side, and the agents that are over there, they're freaking awesome, right? And we're communicating on a regular basis, and they're sending me, hey, this house just went pending, this house just went pending, and went pending for yada, because we all, we all kind of communicate together. So they're going to close on that house, probably have 30, 40 grand in the house. That's the game. That's, that's, that's it. Game. That is, that is... You know, get in the game. Get in the game. I love it. What is it? Hit a home run. Hit a grand slam like Plecker did. Close the show, my friend. You crushed it today. Yeah, thank Give you. Keep Smith props when you see him, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, uh, and wish me luck on Sunday. Oh, that's right. You're in a bicycle race. Uh, well, in my case, it's not a race. Okay. My, my case is getting from point A to point B in 65 miles and still be able to... St- be able to show up here on Monday morning because the rate I, it's on Sunday in DC. I mean, it's real talk with Keith Smith. You better be here on Monday. Uh, real talk with Keith Smith. Okay. You're gonna be. You've been training. You're gonna do well. Oh, I'm not ready. You've been training. I'm not ready. Once you get in the mindset, you'll do well. Yeah. You got that mind that uh, over um, perform. You know, like goes beyond. You're an overachiever. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. I'll tell that to your mom. We'll, we'll, overachiever. We'll. We'll. Um, We'll find out around mile 35, 36, and I'm going, oh, shucks, what am I doing here? But I'll finish it. You did great today, Keith. Thank you. I think I have a lot of fun. I love Batman and Robin. Me too, dude. Today's show was excellent. He helps people buy and sell um, houses. His name is Keith Smith. He is the co-founder of Yes Realty Partners, um, and they're fantastic. He and Yona are just salt-of-the-earth people. And by the way, you're all that in a bag of chips, too. Oh, thank you. Judah Wickhauer, the director, Real Talk with Keith Smith. Um, presented by Yes Realty Partners and the trusted advisors that we call the supply chain of real estate. Please. Just click the Partners Please. tab and you'll see folks that he's vetted that you can count on to help um, make this process and this, this home buying experience a reality. We could literally, literally could not do this without them. There you but go. But we do three times a week. Could there not do go. this without them. And go see one of Johnny Aralis's restaurants. El Mariachi or Guadalajara Fonte. Yep. Um, the I Love Seville show is up in 50 minutes. Join us, and thank you kindly for watching. Take care. Thank you, gentlemen. That was awesome. Look at that. I even got Judah to laugh today. That was excellent.